Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. OMG, Brock Lesnar is in the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre is in the Royal Rumble. Jack Farmer is in the Royal Rumble. It's the Monday Night Raw After Show After Buzz TV, and it's a new year. Yes, it is. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. Yes! How's it going? 2020 vision is clear. Waiting for that Mac list to drop. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Coco Cena. Doing big things on a show you may have heard of called The Bump. My name is Wubba Boys. Thank you so much for keeping me in your life on your second screens. It's the Monday Night Raw after show. The flagship is back. Thank you so much for rocking with us on AfterBuzz TV Wrestling and Sports. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma was the home of Monday Night Raw today, but we're broadcasting live from beautiful Hollywood, California. Uh, lots of matches to go into tonight. A lot of updates. But before I do, I got to introduce my co-panelist who sent me to come in the read verbatim, so I'll do it here for you tonight. He is the smartest and most handsome and most charming and culturally significant host in all of AfterBuzz TV history. It's not Kevin Nagaro, it's Jack Farmer. Howdy ho, neighbor. We, we gotta give more love to the writers of this show, the people who put the words in our mouths for moments like you this. You wrote your own, though. That was all you. You said to write it specifically. Well, hey, then I'll take all the praise, I guess. <laughs> also, uh, he's broadcasting live from the booth. This guy has the suit, the sexiest bod by far, bulking up for the holidays because even luchadors need protein. Give it up for Josh Alonzo. Josh the booth, what's up? What's going on? 2020, boys. Let's get it going. We got goals. We're pushing goals. We're making it happen. It's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Jack Farmer, real quick, how was your holiday season? Anything anything special? Did you watch Wrestle Kingdom? Did you uh, get some backlog with your wrestling action? Did you get a massage from an ex-wrestler? Anything wrestling-related over the holiday break? All I got was fat. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's the best TV. What? Uh, yeah, you know, I I was I, I got a little bit of a backlog in in wrestling. I haven't had a chance to check out Wrestle Kingdom just yet. Okay, uh, but I, I'm all caught up on Raw. You know, it's one of those things with the holidays going on. You've got family over. You're out visiting family, so yeah. you definitely got to work that DVR magic. But uh, that DVR, that cloud DVR magic. If you're on that. sling like I am, uh, shout out to everyone in the chat here. Dylan Matthews here. Michael Blade. Joseph Bilzer, Eric Clark, Trey Styles. I missed it. Anissa Barr. Oh, Anissa Barr. Also from the Wednesday Night Anissa Delight. Anissa Barr. The other one, the one that's not as good as NXT, won the AEW Dynamite After Show. It's explosive. It's Dynamite. Okay, I get it. Uh, <laughs> let's... <laughs> These Russell jokes, I can't, I can't with you. Uh, Royal Rumble is on the horizon, and let's start off the top. Uh, Brock Lesnar, the reigning WWE champion, we haven't seen on TV in like weeks, right? Shows up with Paul Heyman and Bombshell entering the Royal Rumble at number one. Thoughts about that, Jack Farmer? 
look, it's a spoiler. We know who our winner is going to be. Jinder Mahal. He's, well, he's brocking away with it. Lock, Stop Brock, with the and Barrel. Stop punning. Stop punning. <laughs> Brock and roll, baby. Oh, this my gosh. Be- so, let's talk about this for a second. He's a reigning WWE champion. We haven't seen him on TV. And he has a chance to go to the Royal Rumble as just and in his title match. It'd be fine. But he's somehow foregoing this to have a match with 29 other men. Well, why? Because everyone else is scared to face Brock Lesnar, and rightfully so. So what's he doing? He's doing what a real champion should do. And he's not taking on one, two, or three people. He's taking on all 29. That is a champion, folks. I think that's someone incredibly lazy. I don't show up to work for a month, so I'll have 29 matches at once. I'm off for three more months. You're the WWE champion. You don't need to be in the Royal Rumble. Why? Work smarter, not harder, okay, folks. Okay. Listen, batch your workload. It's it's part of the four-hour work week, I'm sure. I, that's not how that works at all. That's not how your Royal Rumbles are in different careers. <laughs> so we talked about this before um, in the green room or the, the host lounge or whatever we call it about uh, two things. One, has a reigning champion uh, ever participated uh, in the Rumble, which I cannot find that in our, in our history. But one I thought was interesting was, has there been anyone that had a match and won the Rumble the same year. Uh, 2003 was also Brock Lesnar. Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar beat The Big Show, which we'll talk about a little later, uh, in a single match for the ticket to the Rumble, which he won and eventually beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19, which is, if you guys remember, that was when he tried to shoot a star press at WrestleMania land on his head, right? Can, yes. can Brock do it again? Do you think Brock will have a match uh, in addition to this Rumble thing, or do you think there's only going to be the Rumble? He's only doing the Rumble, and he's winning the Rumble. It's a spoiler. They told us. Paul Heyman has never been wrong when he calls it a spoiler. Yeah. 100% correct rate. Why do we second guess it? Brock Lesnar is your Royal Rumble guy. He is going to point to the WrestleMania sign. Maybe. He may not even care. But, (laughs) But he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Folks, you don't even need to buy a ticket. Well, you should buy a yeah, ticket. Yeah, for real. Why? It's a uh, <laughs> the big four. Don't go. Don't Jack Palmer said don't go. <laughs> uh, but, okay, here's a question, though. Uh, well, it's a statement. I I am okay with the idea of Brock being in it and maybe even winning it because there's a whole unification thing in the background and it mm-hmm. may happen. Is it kind of a tired conceit of having the number one seed or the number one pick winning the Rumble? Have, has that trope been done to death? I don't like anyone picking their spot in the Royal Rumble. I feel I think that's you know the lottery, like the old days. The- I like yeah, I like the I like the randomness. I like not knowing. And also, why doesn't anyone come out and say I'm going to enter the Royal Rumble and I'm coming in number thirty? Well, that's, that's what I would do. Why what- would you pick any other number? I don't know, because apparently Brock Lesnar is a beast. That's why- I'm coming in number twenty-one because that's my lucky number. That would be an art truth thing for sure. <laughs> it's like you got it, man. It's cool. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind what of. What if our truth comes in at number twenty four and seven? That would be fun. That's the same guy. Is that impossible? I don't know. Well, he could come in at seven as K Quick and yes! twenty four. Must have moved some things. <laughs> Talking about throwback. Oh, my, you know what? I love you, Josh, because you always do the right throwback. The Brock Log, the K Quick. It's always good times. Uh, just quick, quick. We're talking about predictions for Rumble. I mean, we're about three weeks away. We have a lot of time. Just. Off the wall, Josh, who do you think having your pick to win the Royal Rumble this year? Honestly, like someone said it earlier in the chat, I believe it was Michael Blake. He said that McIntyre will eliminate Brock. So two scenarios with this. I still think if they set him up right, McIntyre could win it. Or if he eliminates Brock, Brock could come back in and cost him. And that sets up a match between McIntyre and Brock. But 
they have to set it up right and have to make McIntyre a credible threat. That's at least my opinion, so we'll see how that goes. That's easy. Paul Heyman can be anyone credible. Jack Farmer, I know we're talking about Drew McIntyre a little later, but would you be on board if, if Drew won the Rumble? I like Drew McIntyre. I would love Prove to see it. I would love to see him win the Royal Rumble. He's <laughs> not winning the Royal Rumble. What? Not even because of Brock Lesnar. Look, it's been what three years. We keep going. This is the time. This is when they're going to finally pull know, the Xander trigger on that old uh, Drew McIntyre fella. <laughs> fella. They're not. They're not pulling the trigger on that old Drew McIntyre fella. It's not happening. Get over it. Drew McIntyre is done. So, wait. We were like five minutes in. You put yourself over as the most culture significant person. You said he's done. Is this Heel Jack? Is this, a, is this New Year, New You? Is this... <laughs> I'll be a jerk. New, new Year, New this Me. This isn't Jack Farmer. This is Zach Farmer. <laughs> yeah, Zach Farmer. Uh, speaking of people who are totally mean, Jack Farmer, can you tell the world how they can this inter- interact with this AfterBuzz show and other AfterBuzz shows? Hey guys, before we move on to the next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, give us ratings on iTunes, and leave us a comment. Being a part of the AfterBuzz family has meant so much to me because I love getting to chat with each and every one of you. So thank you all for supporting us in what we love. And that one was as official as it gets, folks. I'm reading this card, so I'm not fine. What are you doing? <laughs> I like to be real with the people. I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yes, the wall's totally been broken. Uh, <laughs> speaking of things that have gone off the rails, uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana, I, you know, I would say this, man. I, I like the fact that this past week on Monday Night Raw, I watched via DVR. That's all I'm going to say about the uh, the wedding that didn't even happen. So apparently the wedding was actually today because it, it definitely concluded. So now we're stretching out points of the storyline. Uh, Rusev is on vacation at SummerSlam 96, apparently, <laughs> on a, a backstream. <laughs> and challenges Lashley to a match next week. Jack Farmer, walk me through this. Uh, you're, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help myself in the heel jack department. <laughs> I love this. This is fun. It's it's, it's just classic silly train wreck in all the best ways. My question is, why are we booing Bobby Lashley? We are. We're not doing anything on Bobby Lashley. I'm Bobby confused Lashley, about listen, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's done everything right. He has taken Lana out. He's married her now. <laughs> he got her to shut up. I don't know why we boo him. We should. We should treat him as a hero. He's a great guy. He, he, uh, the odd gangster. He's a good guy. He's a good fella. Give he's him a, good, a shot. He's a good fella. So, so what's the deal with with Rusev then? If if, if Rusev already had the match at uh, Starcade and all that stuff, what is the the purpose of next week's match, and where does it go from here? See, that's why I, Rusev's the heel in this situation. Is he? He's the, he's the ex that won't let go and is now stalking and attacking his former lover and the person she's with. Rusev is, a, is, <laughs> is the heel in this situation right now. I would hate the fact that this whole storyline was a pull of the most difficult thing in wrestling, a double turn. <laughs> it's a very long... I think what, what I hope happens is I hope that... This match next week is a blow-off to that feud, and Rusev can go do Rusev things, and Lana and Lashley can go on being an obnoxious, annoying heel couple. Yeah. I, that, that's what I hope. And just have Lana just, just be the, my husband, Bobby Lashley, it's doing anything. Okay. Because then she could do things like, Bobby, I really want some gold. Can you go get 
me a U.S. title right. or whatever, and then he's like, sorry, whoever's the champion, right? I gotta beat you up. Now, I know I'm a wrestling pundit and journalist here, so I'm trying to be objective as possible, because personally, you know, my reservations about the storyline, so I, I try to be even keel, but you can't deny the crowd today did not know what to do with their hands, with their mouths, they were just confused, who to cheer, who to boo, it's just a bunch of cringe, Right. Is that a problem, I, or is that a, a, a wait for something else? It was all booze until Rusev came out. Now, I kind of jokingly call him the heel uh, in this case, but I think there is sort of a level of, why is Rusev still bothering them Right at, at this point? Because they're not reaching out to him anymore. <laughs> they're, not. they're not doing anything to him. He just keeps showing up for some reason. So I think as, as an audience, we're all wondering, well, w- what are you doing here? Yeah. If you don't like these people... They've left you. They've moved on. <laughs> what are you? Why are you a part of this? I'm on vacation. I'm just kidding. Match next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought the whole being in a tropical island was weird. Yeah. You made a joke about him being a Razor Ramon, which I thought was funny. It, it looked like he was Razor Ramon. Like, <laughs> I am by a restaurant. Uh, so the match announced next week, Bobby Lashley, Rusev, with Liv uh, Morgan in Rusev's corner. Now, there was a lot of ink spilled about the actual re-debut of Liv Morgan because of two things. One, the rumors are obviously weren't confirmed about her being Sister Abigail or being with that Bray Wyatt character. And two, the promos themselves looking like it was going to be a darker edge to it, but it did not quite translate. Is this the right move for Liv or were you thinking of something else? Uh, <laughs> short term, it's the right move. In the short term world, yeah. which I think in wrestling, that's all you can hope for. I think it's unrealistic to think of a long term plan in, for a lot of people, especially at her level. The uh, by level I mean she's obviously not like a Charlotte Flair or anything like that. Um, <gasps> I think uh, I think it's great for her. She's been plugged into the most talked about portion of the show. Again, yeah. whether you like it or not, it is easily the most talked about part of the show right now. And so she's been put into that for better or worse. I think that's that's a great opportunity. And so right now she has every opportunity in the world to parlay that into something big. Liv does. Liv does. That's interesting. Because, again, the, the, the thing about Liv for me was that she was specifically the last pick of the draft. So I, I felt like there was something big for her. I'm not quite sure what this is. And only because, let's say, it's it's about it's about Liv as a character. We don't really know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. So not only is she re-debuted, we don't really know who she is or what she's fighting for. Now she's in the middle of a storyline, which I thought undercuts her as a character, but that's just me and I'm throwing popcorn at the screen. Yeah, right? well, I will <laughs> say, I agree. I think this was something that was done at the last minute. I don't think this was the original intent for her. Uh, because, yeah, I agree. Her her The vignettes l- did not look like this character. The build-up to her coming back did not look like this. Uh, she did look like it's going to be a darker character. But, again, you, what what was what's the other opportunity for her? That she's in a match with Sarah Logan? Yeah. Like, would that have been a better opportunity for Too her? Too sweet? No, it would have been, there would have been a few people going, oh, Riot Squad reunion, and that would have been it. Yeah. But nothing would have come of <laughs> the it. The troll voice is high <laughs> Yeah. I'm a troll. Yeah. Uh, so, this is great. This Again, this is the biggest storyline going on right now Agreed that she, agree good, she could be in. Well, what would you do with her? Uh, wow, because that division has no one to fight with. So you debut a new character, right. it doesn't matter how cool it is. It's like, well, I, it looked like to me that she was doing like a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, I look like this, but I can go to a dark place, which is not quite the Sister Abigail character, but very, very similar. That she like almost how Orton was back in 2009 and eight. He'd be pushed to a place where she would go. Not crazy, you can't do that anymore. But just go to a, a more vicious and uh, more crisper moves and work heel. But mm-hmm. hard to say with this now. 
But so, who would she feud with? Well, that's the problem. The Raw Women's Division is so thin that, like, that's we saw Sir Logan today. I forgot about Sir Logan because if you're not watching WWE main event, you haven't seen her in a long time. Uh, and and that division with Tamina coming back, um, uh, Nia Jax coming back, we don't know when. The, the Peyton Royce, we don't know when. It just seemed like there's only like, Charlotte and Becky, and then like whatever they can plug in. Doesn't that prove my point though? That feuding with Lana is going to be a huge push for her. No, it doesn't prove your point at all because at the end of the day, you have to solve things with a match. Lana does not wrestle anymore. So it's like, well, this is going to be a conflict. How do we know she's not going to wrestle? How do we know? She hasn't wrestled before. Why would she wrestle now? Why not? Moving on. Uh, our main event tonight was AOP and Seth Rollins against Kevin Owens, uh, Samoa Joe, and a third guy. The third man. The third man. The returning big show, which I didn't see coming. We thought a six-man tag. I didn't think Big Show was going to even be even in the building in the city. I thought it was going to be Randy Orton. I thought it was going to be Aleister Black at first, first, before his yeah. match was announced. Thoughts about Big Show returning and the match itself? I thought it was going to be Aleister Black as well. I loved the whole build to this. I thought it was great. I loved the tease of a third man, because then it makes, as soon as they say, I got a guy, you're now asking yourself, well, who's it going to be? And then as the show's going on, you see people coming out, like, well, it can't be him. Can't be that person. Right. Can't be that person. Yeah. And it's now, Ricochet. It's Ricochet. <laughs> Not a match at all. No, Kevin will be like, oh my god, uh, Ricochet. I love the team of Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. They're so much fun. Uh, obviously, AOP and uh, Seth Rollins are awesome, but we didn't get to talk about it. I popped so hard. One of my biggest like little markout moments <laughs> I've had in a while was the other week on Raw when the AOP went to clear the announce table. And Samoa Joe stayed sitting. And he's yeah. like, I don't move for anybody. Yeah. If I get up, people are getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. I Samoa, was like, yeah. oh, that, that was the such a great moment. One of my all-time favorite moments of the past year. Right there at the very end, it clocked in. Just great moment. I love Samoa Joe. I'm so glad Samoa Joe's back. You make a good point. And I, and I know this is not Impact's or TNA's fault. But to me, everyone talks about how uh, when someone comes to the, the flagship, E, how they're handled or mishandled or treated or mistreated. Um, mm-hmm. To a lesser extent, obviously, uh, I do think that the, the trio, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, are just another level. Like, they show up yeah. and they're a presence. Like, and, and Samoa Joe is just that much of a treasure that he can go to backstage and do his thing. He can go to commentary and do his thing. And you still believe him in yes. the ring. He's not a suit anymore. Um, yeah, he's one of those rare talents I wish got more exposure, but I'm just he's, a broken record there. He's someone, I, yeah, we. I think we all are because it's true. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is the, he is such a star. They have so much talent with him. They can do so much with him. I've said before about some other guys, I think that's almost why he doesn't get what we would like him to get. I think that's why he doesn't get pushed the world title because he's so good he doesn't need it. Sure. He doesn't need to win all the time because he's so good. He doesn't need the world title because he's so good. They can put him in the opening match. They can put him in the main event. They could put him on a microphone. They can put him in commentary. As you said, He's he is currently, I think, my favorite wrestler going right now. Fair enough. Uh, Josh Alonzo, thoughts about the renaissance of Samoa Joe? Maybe some big show commentary if you got that too. Honestly, like seeing Samoa Joe, like, uh, Repeating what Jack just said, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, my God. This is making Samoa Joe out to look like an extreme badass when he yeah, said, mm-hmm. I don't move for anybody. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's yeah. just like a flashback to like Samoa Joe of like old, like back in ROH and TNA type of thing. But geez. But then with the Big Show returning, I thought that was pretty cool. But then it just only a matter of time for me, like 
if he does stick around with Kevin Owens and Big Show, how long? I mean, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Yeah. How long will it be until he turns heel on them and joins <laughs> Seth Rollins? It, it is kind of funny because Big Show is the, the only character I can think of that has a, this, such this wild card personality. It's like, who do you trust with that guy? You know, right? Who, who has a bigger back for, for Big Show? Yeah, Big Show. I popped. I loved it. I yeah. love. I love well. Big Show. I love. I, I love seeing him again. And he's in the guy. I like nostalgia, so I like when guys who've been gone for a while come back. Um, I love the Undertaker coming back all over again every time. But I thought it was fun. Yeah, that was a fun little. It's it's probably a build up to WrestleMania for something. Uh, and I like it. I'm I'm in. I'm in for it. I'm uh, a, he likes it. I'm in. Uh, Anissa Barr says that Samoa Joe's what CM Punk was in 2011. Interesting point. Uh, that, I think that's pretty fair. If you want to say the the person on the mic that can really like make it seem real, uh, if, if not, United States title gets some development here. So take a step back mm-hmm. here over the Holly Tour. The MSG show for WWE is one of the biggest ones of the year. It happens the day after Christmas usually. I think I've been to one in 2010 where I got almost got stuck on the island of Manhattan because it was a blizzard happening during the event. That's why it's sick to me. Um, Andrade became the United States title champion. Had a rematch today. The match itself was interesting. I mean, Andrade lo- looked like he was already going away to Wrestle Kingdom. It was like all orange out. It was fancy. Uh, got the win in a weird, interesting thing. So before the fall, let's talk about this 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 pin, right? So mm-hmm. Andrade's getting pinned. Zelina puts the foot on the rope, mm-hmm. and it was the restart the match. Can that finish still happen in 2020 with instant replays and all that stuff? I, and I feel like that's kind of a weird way to get that point across. I thought that whole bit was a, felt weird and a little unnecessary to begin with. I, I don't know. I didn't really understand why they did that. If Outside of trying to kill time. Sure. Or maybe a, a fake cheap pop from everyone cheering that he won. But I didn't really understand why they didn't. It felt like he would have just gotten the same. Anything storytelling wise would have been the same had the ref just seen the foot on the rope. Right. I don't. I don't really understand what that difference was because they didn't even go through a commercial break, did they? I think it did. I think it's separate a commercial break. But but even then, it still continued after that. I, right. I thought that was kind of an odd thing, and I think that those kind of restarts really can't happen now with technology and all that stuff. Because I feel like if it was a weird lull that happened so long. It was like, uh, can you see up the arena? Like, come on, Cohen, what are you doing? Uh, but it, it was weird. It also, and I hate to be that guy, but it does open up the whole bag of like, look, if you're going to restart a match, right? Why don't you restart all these matches? Because right. that stuff happens all the time, exactly. And it opens up that little can of worms that, as wrestling fans, you you can't open otherwise. Not, you know, you're going to break re- it. Wrestling's held together by very... <laughs> <laughs> Cans of string and tape and gum. <laughs> yeah, gummy bears have been stuck together to keep this fabric together of what is allowed and what is not allowed. Right. And I think that it, it just it was a very weird thing. I don't know if it's going to come into play later because it seems like they're definitely building more of a story with them and the mask and everything. Yeah, it was a good story. Again, the, the end of the match was weird. Uh, it looked like Mr. was... I thought he was injured, but he was just distraught. He hit a woman, and that cost right. him the victory of the match. Got right. his mask stolen off camera uh, because the camera wasn't in position. He eventually gets it back two segments later. This match didn't need all that stuff. I, didn't, I felt like it could have been a pure up-and-down match uh, without all these extra elements. Do you think that they're going to pull on anything that happened this week or just a bunch of errors that happened? I'm not sure how to read it. It's always interesting because... WWE obviously looks week to week at what they need to do because you yeah. have you have to do with a show like that, and so it's very possible they could say, you know what, none of that worked. Let's just 
sweep it under the rug. They could all also have a bunch of meanings for things behind it. Like they've been teasing tension between Andrade and Zelina for a bit. Right. And so the whole thing with uh, Rey Mysterio hitting Zelina, that could be building up to more tension. But of course it looked like the mask thing was there to, uh, like he was giving her the mask to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Like a trophy. Yeah. So it seems like there could be stuff now Booker Jack immediately says to myself, "We need, we need a." The I immediately thinks mask versus hair match or something. Oh wow! Look at that. What's this? Love yeah. it. Let's do it. I mean, that to me, just like I would love that. Bald Andrade, I'm down. That uh, would be sick. Because <laughs> uh, one Andrade's been growing his hair long yeah. lately. For so the ladies, he's he's doing. He's only got one lady now. True. Uh, sorry, ladies. He's Woo. off the shelf. Right. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, I, I would love, love, love to see that. Especially with all these rumors of Rey Mysterio retiring soon. Rumors? Talk. You've been saying it for a year himself. Yeah. I should retire, but my I family. Should, I, should not, my family <laughs> I have so many bills to pay. <laughs> I'll do the job, bro. Yeah. Uh, so I think, but then also the whole, you know, what if Zelina leaves him if he loses? I don't know. They 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 have everything. It's like it's like uh, they have all the pieces here. Yeah. To make Fair. something great, it's like it's like an IKEA angle. Oh, all the all the pieces are there. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. At and all. we just need to yeah. assemble it. Yeah. You watch the wrestling. You let us know how to do it better. <laughs> Call in later, Josh Alonzo, United States title division, Andrade, Rey Mysterio. If you could add two to three more people and have a solid division, who would you add? Oh boy, let me see. Um, definitely, when we're talking off camera, definitely would like to see Aleister Black into that. Yes, and then. Since Buddy Murphy's got a thing with Aleister Black going on, I think they could. I I mean, it could potentially like build up into something. I mean, it could be the way I'm thinking it. It could be more or less like a United States title tourney type of thing, where you have uh, Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black just fighting out, and then they could settle up to be the number one contender of that. And then I think just because he just needs something to do, I think Shelton Benjamin could be into that mix too. Shelton right? Benjamin. I, I mean, love Shelton Benjamin. They need to use him. Exactly. If we could see him like we saw him like years past, that'd be awesome. That'd be really great. And if he could come out with his mom too, that'd be awesome too. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sorry, mama. Uh, do you think the United States title needs a redesign? And if so, would you do it more with the IC title or try something else completely? I don't, it doesn't stand out as something that needs a redesign, but that IC title looks so cool now. It makes me Does wonder. It? I love it. I love I, the new IC so title. So here's my gripe about that real quick. I know this is a SmackDown thing, and that's another show. Uh, I like it if, again, if you cut off SmackDown and say this is our titles, it's perfect. But I feel like it can't coexist with a flag belt. Like, I think they're two different schools of wrestling thought. Of like this super glamorous divas winged like flag belt versus right. super tough and, diff- and hard black on gold. At the same time. Well, that's what I mean is without – if I had never seen that new IC title, I'd say, no, the U.S. title's fine. Yeah. But now that I've seen that one, I yeah. really like that one. So now, <laughs> oh. I want, now I want that one. So if you guys would send us a title, that would be great. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. If, if WWE, if you could just send us some replicas <laughs> uh, so we can check them all out and give yeah, our feedback. Yeah, I have a good following. I'll promote your brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an influencer now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of title matches, we had a – Tag 
team title match, player. You know it's the Matt Militant. Holla, holla, holla. The Viking Raiders against the Street Profits versus the only team that's ever pinned the Viking Raiders, the OC. Viking Raiders exert their dominance. Now, we talked about the OC before, how much you love them, and you think Drew Gallo is your favorite, favorite uh, wrestler of all time. Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh Here's the thing. I thought they kind of an also ran. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. We saw the entire division basically in a match tonight. Yeah. Thoughts about the match and where does the division go from here? As far as the match goes, it was a really fun match. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was everything you want from a three-way tag team match. Action everywhere, lots of stuff happening. I really loved the match. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. You brought up the point that's the problem with the tag team division. That was basically it and something i don't understand and something we talked about in this green room that we've all been discussing tonight <laughs> quite a bit uh why is it so hard to come up with actual angles for tag teams yeah when it works so well in every other form of media marvel's all about people teaming up and like sure random you know encounters of two heroes together but in wrestling for some reason it's just so hard to team people up yeah the last i was trying to think that was between the last because i i'll Backstage, I couldn't think of anyone that really made any sense. But the last storyline in Tacting Division was Uso's revival with the Itch Prouder and all the, the pranks right. and stuff. And that's not really that's not really something you want to write home about. You know, yeah. this is wrestling. You know, he has uh, itchy, crotchular areas. <clears throat> awkward. Right. So, no, but you're right. I don't understand. Because, I mean, look, storylines and writing for wrestling is very hard. I couldn't do it. Uh, but it does seem like there's so many, divi- so many tag teams that can need something, you know? Yeah, I think one of the things I think would help him out with the writing is I think just because someone's in a team doesn't mean they can't be individuals. And what I mean by that is you look at Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, what makes it great is they're individuals. Yeah. They're just teaming up. Yeah, Uh, I'm already on board. Where you look at so many of the other teams, like the Viking Raiders essentially act as one person. The OC essentially acts as one person. And I think that makes it very weird to write a storyline about two people having issues with two people when you could just have... Kevin Owens doing his own thing and Samoa Joe doing his own thing, but then they come in and sure. have matches. I don't know. I just I like tag team wrestling. I just I don't. You need Who to add tag teams. Jack, you need to add tag teams. That, that's definitely true. It's it's not. And the thing is, it's well, I always said this before, especially in NXT, the embarrassment of riches. It isn't like they don't have anybody, and you're like, well, we don't have a division. That happens yeah. too with some promotions. They have the bodies. It's just coming with cohesive teams and units and needs and desires and drives and all that. Right. And and doing a way that people can get on board with. Yeah, that's why I look and something that said I'd love to see like Buddy Murphy teamed up with somebody because uh, yeah. he needs something to do, and I mean obviously he he wants to keep on doing it with Alistair Black. Will you stop with your tantras? But- <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I can't stop. It's He's- a problem. It's ruining my life. <laughs> so the three tag teams today: Viking Raiders, Street Profits, and the OC. It is now December 2020. Which team had the best year? The best year? The Viking Raiders. So, of, of the next 11 months. 
Oh, who's like, going to have yeah, the best gonna, year? Right. Street Profits. Really? You think of the best? Even though they haven't, they kind of been in that. Okay. I'm, I see big things for those guys, especially Montez Ford. He's he's a star. Chat's saying he'd be U.S. title. Are you a champion? Montez Ford? Mm-hmm. I can see that. I think. I think he's gonna. He's got big things ahead of him. He's such a star. He's so charismatic. Yeah. His their music is so cool. Their music is gonna win championships. They don't have to walk out. They're just gonna play the music, and everyone's like, they do got the swag. They play the song as a rough recount. Two, three. The guys in the ranch like looking at each other. Here are your winners. Speaking of winners, Drew McIntyre, the guy that always seemed to be on the back burner, is now heating up. In a match against Noe Jose, which I can't think the last time Noe Jose actually won a match, even on a main event. Um, really odd placing here because Drew McIntyre attacks the conga line, hits Noe Jose with a claymore, and does it the second time and gets cheered for it. Jack Farmer, besides the rumble declaration, what happened here? Is this a face turn? I, it's definitely a face turn. And I, you can tell it's a face turn 100% <laughs> because he made the little joke about the the... Cheeseburger? Hamburg, cheeseburger guy yeah. liking him. Yeah. If you're a heel, you don't make a, a joke like that. Old heel McIntyre would not make that joke. Right. So he's clearly turning heel or uh, turning face. I think we all wanted it. We've talked about it on the show. I think it's one of those things where WWE is just getting it right. We've, okay. I think a yeah, lot of people have talked about it and wanted it. It's it, for some reason no one likes to say the WWE got it right. Well, guess what, Vince McMahon. You got it right, buddy. I, I guess does that make you heal in the chat if you support me? <laughs> I, think, I think you did the, it's the right thing. It's the it's, right it's thing. It's the right thing to do. It's, I think it's going to work great. So I th- think he's going to do well. There's two things here. There's him elevating Drew McIntyre to the main event, which I agree with. But him being a babyface, is that the right move? Is that specifically the right move? Can he, can he still have done it as a heel? Being the Scottish psychopath. He could have, but he's he's lost too much as the Scottish psychopath. Yeah. So we've we've lost interest in that. Okay. That's why now as a face, we go, oh, this is fresh, this is new. Now I'm cheering for him. I think he, he'll probably be heel again at some point. Yeah. I don't. He'll, he won't be a permanent face, but True. but I think this face run will be really good for him. It'll give him a chance to have some matches with some people he hasn't been able to work with, and I think hopefully we'll get him some wins again. I uh, I wouldn't be buying stock in him because yeah. we've we've I've, we've we've been saying this for years and it doesn't happen so I'm I'm not holding my breath but this is the right move. Let's talk about uh, people who talk about for years. Shelton Benjamin we talked about him earlier had a match against Alistair Black wasn't that much formidable of a, an opponent but Terry Lawler did say hey look man he is a amateur wrestler that counts. Granted this match was to set up the whole feud again with uh, Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black but Shelton Benjamin's being used on TV thoughts about that. Well, I, I've said before, I love Shelton Benjamin. He, is one of, he was one of my favorites. I would love to see him used more. I think he was great here, and the reason why he was great is who looked stronger tonight, Aleister Black or Rowan? Oh, Aleister Black. Even, even right. in defeat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he made Aleister Black look better because he actually was someone who felt formidable. Yeah, and that music. Co- Ain't no stopping me. Ain't no stopping me. So that's so he was great. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He did an awesome job. Again, I agree. I would love to see more of him just in the ring. I think he's a great wrestler. He looks. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah, this Alistair Black man. Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. All the tenders come out. Yeah, (laughs) the match is pretty solid. I'd like to see it. Tilden Benjamin again. I that's the kind of guy I know. Probably won't be pushed to the main event. No, but hey, if he gets one more U.S. title run, even if it's like a ninety-day thing, I'll be happy with it. Let's talk about title runs, though. Um, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, the men, 
comes yeah. out and she's all like, you know, I've done everything in the world, but Oscar, I just can't. And Oscar comes out and they have a little bit of that like little exchange. So the match set up. Becky Lynch, Oscar, Royal Rumble. Love it. I think Becky Lynch needs an opponent. She needs a formidable one. And right, Oscar does have the victory over her, but it just seemed kind of weird that she's his man, but Oscar just has Manumbu. Thoughts about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, but I think you're right. I, I, on paper, this is exactly what they should be doing, but I just don't buy it from Becky Lynch. She's been so cocky and so self assured to suddenly be in her head about someone randomly. Uh, feels very weird. You can't go for a whole year being like, I'll take on anyone. I'll slap the heads off the whole locker room. Asuka, oh, I don't know. Oh, man. It doesn't feel believable right. to me. I, I think that she should be selling it as this is a very serious opponent and I've got to take it more seriously than others, but I, I don't know. I don't buy it. Do you buy Asuka two belts or you think Becky gets the victory? I don't think Oscar's gonna win. I want Oscar to win. <gasps> I want her to. Win. I'm a I'm a huge Oscar fan. Oh, I would she's love, a fan. Yeah. I would love for her to have, be Oscar two belts. I think that would be fantastic for so many reasons. Uh, I think it'd even be better for Becky to lose the title so yeah. she can have that coming back story before Mania. Before Mania, I think, yeah, it'd be great. Wow, that's I mean it's a bold move. Booker Jack is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Cesaro would be the world. Yes, champion. he should be. <laughs> and his new tights. I'm just saying. I'm glad he has his pants uh, uh, back in backstage. He has his new tights out. He looks like an actual wrestler. That guy lost his so luggage. So you're talking about a guy taking his pants off, and I'm Mister Entendre. Yes, because you know he's a boudoir on this. No, <laughs> Today, we'll give it to uh, Andrade's orange pants, Cesaro's <laughs> lack of pants, <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio's purple and gold pants. All right, so uh, Eric Rowan's bag has a little bit of a development there. Uh, the local talent totally gets this demolished. He puts his face in the bag, uh, the one that Mojo Raleigh was scared about, and there's yellow paint, or I don't know what, musk. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in the bag, the cage, whatever it is. I don't know what... And there was some development. We now there, know there's something terrifying in there, uh, of some some extent, something that will spray well, t- to something. To be fair, Mojo's kind of a wuss. Uh, he could be easily but. frightened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo Raleigh, WrestleMania, you and me. Really? <laughs> uh, hey, you guys would be great, great on that. You got like seven hours to fill. You there? I have time for you guys? <laughs> exactly. um, the pre pre show. I don't know. I don't. I want to see what's in the bag. Like, I want to see what's in the cage, but not in, like, the good way. Yeah. Not in the, oh, this is an interesting development. More just like, okay, what's in, what's in there? What is it? Because I, I don't know what it can be that's going to be make it worth waiting any longer. Fair. Before I follow up with that, Forever Young says, thank you so much, Jack, for, for checking out my YouTube channel. I'm not going to see the other part of that message, but thanks so much, oh. Jack, for checking. Uh, I'll say it. Thanks so much, Jack, for replying to my DMs and subscribing to my YouTube channel. Uh, that's amazing, because you are a guy in with his fans, even though you're not being a heel at the time. Yeah, I'm never a heel. Yeah. Don't call me a heel. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole back <laughs> thing is weird to me. Um, I'm not really sure what that means. Josh Alonzo! Now we see the back can spit out golden or yellow or orange paint to someone's face. What could it possibly be? A it's mini a paintball Oscar. gun. Paintball gun. Sold. All right. The paintball yeah. gun's going to mania. Um, <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I, I don't know. It could. I still think it's the mask. It. I think they're going with like a rotted look. And that could be just like the ominous smoke or paint, whatever that's spewing off. I don't know. It could be something rotting. Yeah. I still think it's the mask, though. I still think it's his old uh, sheep mask, I think. I just don't know who it's for. Like, 
okay, the, for example, the the Kane storyline where if you lose, you have to unmask. And yeah, the the mystique around that was we don't know what Kane looks like because we don't we're yeah. not we're so young we don't know what Isaac Lane can look like. Uh, yeah. But with Eric Eric Rowan. If this is the most like devastating ball of scariness, like what's he do with it? Is he a title match? Does he fight someone with it? Is it kind of like I have this kitty? Like what? That's that. That's my point. That's why I just want to see what it is. Is because yeah. I don't think there's anything in there that can make it worth waiting much longer to see what it is. Right. That oh. that because then once we see what it is, he has to use it. Otherwise, what was the point of the build up? What was the point of the? If it, so, like, is it because if it's like a kitty, then the kitty's got to do something, right? The kitty's got to be a part of matches. It's got to be a tag team partner. Got to do something. We'll see what the chat says. The real YT says nothing's in the cage. It's a red herring. Um, Optimus Provost says it's Luke Harper's severed head, and Derek Fisher randomly says Jack is awesome and has cool hair. Uh, kind of oh, jealous thank, about that. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys. I appreciate all of you. Th- thanks for all the kind words in the chat. I, I I love interacting with you guys, and I appreciate you guys being part of the show. Speaking of cool hair, AJ Styles had a match with Kira Tozawa. <laughs> uh, that that Barry Gibb, uh, you know, Bee Gees hair. Let's talk about Akira Tozawa for a bit. Because, you know, he's a talent. He has fantastic abs. He's been used a lot more over the past two months or so. Is this as far as he goes on the Raw brand? Or do you think he's a possibility he could be elevated into the U.S. title division? Or just some kind of place in the show? It's possible he could go to the U.S. title division. I don't think they have plans for it right now. Yeah. I think he does a great job as putting people over. I, I just feel like I'm being sarcastic when I say that but it, it's it's a real talent it's a real it, job yeah and it's a real job and I think he does make people look re- really good in his matches so I think he's doing a great job I like him we're wrestling fans right so we, I think I am we uh I, I would think we are <laughs> at this point boy am I ever <laughs> <laughs> but so we want to see everyone win more true that's the that's the 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 mathematics of it all is half the people got to lose every night or, or you know some get, yeah. have like the fudge endings but the point is most people like, like half the people got to lose so you can't have everyone win all the time and right unfortunately sometimes the guys you love like akira doesn't get wins very often but i like seeing him on, i would much rather see him on tv losing than him not on tv that's fair absolutely fair it looks like this match was set up the the aj styles randy orton uh, uh storyline i mean they called it at mania even with the the quote-unquote injury orton had it's not injured but it looks like they're trying to push it for mania i guess two manias in a row um what can they do differently to make that match that much more marketable randy uh, or aj styles i don't think you need to I think Straight, they're, just, the they're stars. Yeah. They're, they're stars that put on great matches, and they're big names. I think you could do no buildup whatsoever between now and Mania, and just the di- week before Mania, say AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, yeah. and we'd all say, that's great. Hold on, hold on. Well, see, we said that last year with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, but we got so much story. We got that anyways. You can't have a match with no story. You have to do something to build those, it up. Those two you could do without. You can. Now, we now, need to do something, now, though. Obviously, I hope they build it up. Yeah. But they don't need to. Right. If anything, I think they should slow things down if they want to wait that long. Slow down how? As in... Just like wrist lock? Like, no, like, they shouldn't have these things that they do against each other every week. Because yeah. then by the time Mania comes around, we're going to be sick of it. True. But I think... They're great. Like, do you really, like, if you were buying a ticket to a show right. and they said AJ Styles versus Randy Orton's going to be on it, would you not be pumped to see it? That's like a, like a Saudi show. Here's a card. Bam. I guess what I'm getting at, Jack, is WrestleMania has to be something different. So stipulation. If there's a stipulation for these two guys, what would you pick? 
Oh, like for like I don't know. You can't do it in a straight match. That's that's not the same. Like we got to do a two out of three, a ladder match, uh, no DQ, which is the lame sip. But do you have an idea? Yeah, the no DQ step is like the. Eh, well, my thing is there's like go. there's like seven matches the same early. thing. Yeah, <laughs> no DQ, street fright, no holes barred. It's all the same. <laughs> I don't know. I I think this is a, these are two guys that honestly I just trust the writing. I trust what they're going to do because the, these guys are going to do something like they're good storytellers all around, and there's nothing specific I want. I guess Josh Alonzo, you got a chance to do a stipulation between Randy Orton and AJ Styles for two at WrestleMania 36 in Tampa. What would you have? I think it should be a last man standing match. We haven't what? seen one of those in a while. Last man count of ten. That mode is so hard in video games. Everyone gets up at nine. It's frustrating mm-hmm. as hell. Uh, I get that. It has to be something grueling. I think. Yeah. For all kind of anywhere. Are like they? That. Is it that personal though? That's got to be a personal. Like, that's the thing. I don't think it's personal. I think they're just too. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it this way: if he's using uh, Randy moves, Randy Orton's moves, I think that would be a more of a personal thing there because you're stealing someone else's move set. And I think, I mean, I would consider that to be personal if you're trying to take away my moves and to finish off people in matches and whatnot. Yeah. Well, when I see Randy Orton do the phenomenal forearm, then we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. It's AJ Punt. What's going on? Uh, our last match of the evening was the Queen herself. Woo! What a match against Sarah Woo. Logan, which I know if you guys are just not watching WWE main event, I mean, come on. Uh, Sarah Logan has not appeared on Raw in such a long time, but it seems that now she's being on TV in that character is out kind of role. But what was curious was that she disrespected the robe. Sarah Logan was like, yeah. ah. Now, what happened today? Was that kind of a thing to add a little color to the match? Or do you think it might be a little mini feud between now and the Rumble? I think it's going to be a mini feud, and I think it's fantastic that it gives Sarah Logan something. It's not just a loss. They This is a step to start building up the women's division. This is what we're always asking for. Yeah. Because it would be unrealistic to say that she should just win in a match against Charlotte Flair. But this is something that gives her something. She can build off of that. She'll probably take the loss, but it'll give her something to build off of. True. Absolutely true. Uh, that was uh, actually a really, like... Now you think about the only thing about the segments on the matches, a really good story-driven episode of Raw. I mean, Lana Lash is kind of like up in the air, whatever you think about that. It's great. Uh, but the fact that you have Akira Tozawa and Alistair Black getting in action. Uh, it's about time for us to get out of here, though. Jack Farmer, where can the world find you online? You can find Fuck me up. at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Also, make sure to check me out every Wednesday for the AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite After Show at 8 p.m. right here on AfterBuzz TV. Yeah, AfterBuzz TV Wrestling and Sports, number one wrestling coverage network on the planet. AEW Dynamite After Show is so dope because you like the fuse, feel the boom. <laughs> My name is Lobo Boyce. You can follow me on Twitter at Lobo Boyce, on Instagram at Flobito. And, of course, Flobito.com. But until Wednesday with the NXT After Show, the Wednesday Night Delight. Buzz you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 